0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: What's up, guys? This is Dalton Trigg with the Mavs Step Back Podcast. And today I am joined by Jay Apaji of the Mavs Film Room. Uh, we have a lot of good stuff to talk about today. The Mavs had a huge win over the Spurs. It's their first uh, safe win of the year. We didn't have to sweat too much down the stretch. Uh, we have that to talk about. We have a Luka-KP dynamic duo siding uh, that we need to talk about. Uh, tune in. We got some good stuff on the way for you.
2: Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Can he get
0: it away in time? on the step back. He does. He is. He is. Won the game. Luka with a 30-footer to
2: win it at the horn. And you're listening to the Mavs step-back bucket.
1: All right, Jay. Like I said, it's the first blowout win for the Mavs this season. Every other win has been a grind, but they finally put together their first wire-to-wire good performance and they beat the Spurs. 123 to 109, and it really wasn't as close as what that final score would would have you believe. It was it was a, a massacre by the Mavs, and a lot of that had to do with the dynamic duo, like I mentioned before. Uh we had a siding of it with Luca and KP both scoring 32. Uh, not just the point production from both of them, but the fact that they connected on a lot of those together. Uh almost half of Luca's assists he had 15 assists on the night and seven of those were directly to kp so it was great to see you. i'm wondering what's your initial reaction from what we saw on friday night against the spurs
2: yeah honestly it was just uh it was just a welcome sight i think you know i was talking about this on my podcast a little earlier today like i don't think i've seen kp you know play like that maybe in a season you know since the bubble And honestly, like, I don't think I've seen him dunk that much uh, ever since he's come to the Mavs. You know, he really used his size in the way that we've always wanted him to. So that was awesome to see. And hopefully it's something that he and Luca can build off of going forward.
1: Yeah, it was great to see. And I mean, look, I don't think I try to be nice about it, but I've kind of harped on, you know, through the last couple of weeks, how I just I don't think Dwight Powell should be starting. Uh, I think KP needs to be the center, especially when he's healthy like he is right now and he's moving well on defense. I think you can put him at center and then have whoever at the power forward position, whether it's Dorian Finney-Smith as a small ball four, uh, maybe you put Maxie there when he comes back from his back strain or whatever it is he's dealing with right now. But I think that's that's the move for the Mavs right now is putting KP back at the five because it opens up so much more offensively uh, they need to keep running more pick actions, whether it's pick-and-pop or pick-and-roll with Luka and KP because, I mean, that, I mean that's your best two players. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you make it as hard as possible on the defense instead of, you know, running picks with Dwight Powell all, all the time where you know that 90% of the time he's going to be rolling to the rim, and if he shoots, you know, defenses are, are going to live with that all day long. So that's the biggest thing to me. That's what they need to focus on going forward. And, I mean, we would have liked to see it earlier, but, you know, at at least we got a little bit of a glimpse uh, of J-Kid adjusting in that way. And I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, on a night where Dwight Powell had his season low in minutes played at 16 minutes, it resulted in the Mavs' first big win of the year, and it was relatively stress-free, so –
2: yeah, you, you made a couple of points there. So uh, I guess I'll just address them one at a time. So on the note of Powell, like, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I don't think that the Powell KP front court has really been working well this year. I mean, I understand the Mavs uh want to start KP next to another big, I think just to preserve his health over the course of the season. Um so hopefully whenever Maxi comes back, uh he can slide into the starting lineup and Powell could go to the bench because I mean I don't think Powell is like a a, you know a bad player per se I think he brings something to the uh, to the offense but he's just not a starter and you know he's often very overmatched against other team starters and I think like you said you know with KP at the five like the offense just opened up so much yesterday and you know one thing that really stuck out to me was just the pick and roll chemistry between Luca and KP. Like, we often see KP, you know, set screens for Luca, and we know about the, you know, the points for possession stats and how they're really good in Luca, KP pick and rolls. But I thought yesterday KP was a lot more willing to roll to the basket than he has been in the past. And maybe it was because the Spurs were running like a smaller lineup. But um, it was, just, you know, like I said, it was just nice to see him like use his size and not like think too hard about just getting the easy bucket.
1: Yeah, I mean, it definitely had something to do with the Spurs not having, like, any centers to play uh, <laughs> against the them. That, that had a little bit to do with it. There was a huge size advantage, and KP uh, took full advantage of that. But, you know, even like last year, the, the, biggest, the biggest example that sticks out to me is when they played the Utah Jazz towards the end of that season last year. And, you know, uh, KP and Dorian at the four and the five, uh you know they were drawing out Rudy Gobert from the paint all game long and you know Dorian was just killing him killing Gobert uh because instead of guarding KP he was trying to you know guard uh Dorian Finney-Smith for some reason and it didn't work out so that's the kind of stuff I look at even if you're playing a team that doesn't have a lack of centers like the Spurs did on this night there are ways that this can be very beneficial for you going forward so uh it's very encouraging stuff um it's really the first game that we've seen both Luka and KP just go off at the same time like this since uh, they it was there was a game against the uh, New Orleans Pelicans last season mm, yeah. uh, where they both just exploded. So I, I'm really excited about it. Uh, I'm glad that they did it on a weekend because, you know, we get to enjoy it and relish it over the weekend. And then Monday uh, they'll have a rematch with the Denver Nuggets uh, who blew them out by – 31 points I believe uh, back on October 29th so what are you looking for in that game Uh, you think we can see a little bit more of the the pyrotechnics we saw from Luka and KP against San Antonio
2: yeah I mean I I think like this game against the Spurs provided them with a good blueprint about how they can uh, they can you know coexist so to speak in the offense so I think it's definitely something that we can hope to see against the Nuggets I mean the Nuggets are going to be missing Michael Porter Jr., in all likeliness. So, um, I think the Mavs are dodging a bullet there. And the Nuggets will be on a second night of a back to back, and the Mavs will be coming off of two days of rest. So, um, you know, in terms of that, like all the ingredients are there for the Mavs to get a, you know, a revenge victory against the Nuggets uh, on Monday. And hopefully, you know, they've cleaned up a lot of the stuff on offense that kind of really plagued them in that first game against Denver. So, um, I'm excited for it.
1: Well, and we we talked about it a good bit. I know uh, I talked about it with you and uh, my co-host Matt and a a bunch of people, really. But you know, we we've kind of been waiting for one of those uh, regression games (laughs) (laughs) because the Mavs they've been missing so many wide open shots, and uh, to a certain extent, we got that in the uh, in that Spurs win. But you know, just overall, there's still a lot more. Uh, variance that needs to be leveled out as far as their shooting goes. Because uh, I think I shared this with you last night, but based on their shot quality alone, like what the Mavs have had in these first 12 games, the four losses that they've had were were labeled as unexpected losses. (laughs) (laughs) Just because because they had such good shot quality and the teams that they played uh, just shot lights out from three and it, it 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 resulted in double digit losses in every one of those but even going back to the chicago loss yeah they lost by 10 uh they were down by more than that you know before that final score and everything but in my opinion i think i think they're making steps with that i think they were much more competitive in that game overall than they were in the previous three losses um and that's something that they can build on too i think uh, especially when Jason Kidd gets his substitution patterns, um, you know, nailed down. Because uh, it just seems like, and again, I, I I feel bad, Jay. I feel like I'm just harping on the guy. But it's like I said last night, Dwight Powell in moderation is okay. Uh, Dwight Powell playing starter minutes and being a starter is like being drunk. Yeah. <laughs> It's <laughs> yes, it's just it's just too much. Like they're going off the rails when they do that, and you can see it too. I mean, some people have said, "Well, is is Luca the issue?" Because when Luca comes back in games at certain points, when they have a lead, uh, the opposing team is cutting into that lead, and uh, it dwindles a little bit. And I'm thinking, like, no. I mean, if you look at it, it's it's Luca and Dwight Powell's minutes together, and yeah, they connect sometimes. They they have some cool alley oops and. Dwight Powell, he's high energy, and he tries really hard. But, like, from an analytical standpoint, from, like, a plus-minus, you know, what's actually happening on the scoreboard uh, during those minutes, it just doesn't seem like like he's a real positive. It seems like when that happens, for example, the Mavs had a seven-point lead uh, halfway through the second quarter in that Bulls game. And then when he came back in with Luka, you know, it was <laughs> – it was a seven-point deficit by halftime. So, uh, I mean, I that's where I'm at on that. I, I hate to harp on it, but I think once, you know, had really uh, reassesses these lineups and he really uh, gets more comfortable with knowing, okay, well, this is working more than this is and all this other stuff, I think I think the Mads will be fine. And I think they'll start uh, racking up some more quality wins than what they have. But, you know, given that this team – is eight and four and I tweeted this out earlier Jay I was like you know if I told you before this season started after the first 12 games the Mavs would be eight and four and just there was no other context it's just like okay they're eight and four after 12 games how would you feel about it
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
3: So, get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at constantcontact.com. Just go to constantcontact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
2: Satisfied. I mean, wins are good, and, and being over 500 is good. And, you know, if you look at last season, it, it took until I think the 16th game of the year for the Mavs to get their eighth win. And they were like 8 and 8 at that point. So eight and four, I mean, it's good. The quality of op- opponents that they've won against, you know, maybe not the best, but at the end of the season, a win is a win. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: I'm not going to complain at all about, you know, who they're playing or how they're getting these wins because, I mean, I'm just I, – I remember, you know, when even when the Maps offense was number one in the league, you know, they, they could lose to the Sacramento Kings on any given night. Who were who were awful back then. They're they they were not as good as they are this year. And they're still not that great this year, but they're better than what they were in years past. So, you know, all these teams that the Mavs are supposed to beat, they'd have hiccup after hiccup. And now, even if it's a grind out win, it's like, okay, well, they still won it. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't just completely <laughs> blow this one. So that that's a good sign for me too. Um and they're but I'm, I'm home satisfied. This year too. Yeah, yeah, winning at home. That was a such a weird trend. Over the last two seasons, I think they had won uh, over 10 more road games than they had at home, which was insane. Um, but, you know, yeah, I'm satisfied. I, I, I really expected this kind of record after 12 games. I didn't expect it to happen in the, the fashion that it did. But I did expect it. And I do think that, you know, given how horribly – the team overall, aside from Jalen Brunson, started the season. I just I can't help but be positive about where this team is going from here uh, because I just think the chemistry is going to continue to be better. And then as the lineups get more set and Maxi Kleba comes back, uh, and especially if KP is playing with confidence and establishes more chemistry with Luka, I just think the sky's the limit here because, uh, you know, Luka himself. Uh, If he's playing like that and then he's trusting his teammates and getting KP involved and it's the best of all angles there, you know? (laughs) So I'm excited about it. They have a really tough stretch coming up. Uh, They play the Nuggets on Monday. That's followed by two straight games against the Suns on the road. And then two more uh, consecutive games against the Clippers on the road too. So we'll know a lot about this team in the next couple of weeks, Jay. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say that they're gonna go probably three and two in these next next five games I hope I'm wrong I hope it's like I'm I'm not gonna be that uh toxic positivity thing that Apple <laughs> News blindsided me with earlier today on my phone'm <laughs> uh, <I saw> <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna say five and oh, even though I you know deep down I want to but I think they'll go three and two in these next next five, and they'll be okay. But what do you what are you thinking for this upcoming hard stretch of basketball?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think I'm also thinking three and two as well. Like I'm trying to be realistic, but also a little optimistic too. Like I think the Denver game is pretty winnable for them, given the rest advantage. Um, the Phoenix games are going to be tough, especially given how much the Mavs have struggled against Phoenix over the last. I don't know, two or three years. Uh, but if they can at least split those two games, I think that'll be great. Um, and then the Clippers are also a tough opponent, even though they don't have Kawhi. They're the uh, second defensive rating in the league just behind the Warriors. So, um, I mean, those are always competitive games with the Clippers, and I, I expect these two to be the same. But, um, you know, it's hard to beat a team two times in a row. So, again, if they can split those games, I'll be happy. Um, you know, three and two, I think is a, is a win for this week.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that uh, I told my, my guy Kirk Henderson over at Mavs Moneyball the other day that I may be crazy for this, but I feel like the way the Mavs are set up this year and with the additions they made and, uh, the defense seems like a very real thing. They're trying hard every single night. They have guys who can, uh, switch on a lot more things. I feel like this team matches up better with the Suns a lot better than they have over the previous years, where the Suns have dominated the the head-to-head series. So am I far off there, or do, can you kind of see that too?
2: Yeah, no, I, I could see that too. I, I had a similar thought earlier. Um, I think the Suns in the past really succeeded, just like carving up the Mavs uh, with their smaller lineups uh, and just their their three-point shooting. But, you know, I think with the activity that the Mavs have shown and some of the switchability of their lineups that they have now, I think, uh, you know, we, we, we might see a little bit more competitiveness in those games. But, of course, between, uh, you know, Chris Paul and Devin Booker, the Mavs will have their hands full on defense. And uh, I'm not sure if Aiton is going to be back for those games either. But if he is, then that just adds uh, to the challenge of guarding them.
1: Yeah, and like and with the Clippers games, I mean, I definitely think that both of those games are going to be winnable. But you know, Paul George, he's a he's like a dark horse MVP candidate right now. Uh, with Kawhi mm-hmm. being out, he is he's absolutely killed it for them. Uh, they get good contributions from Reggie Jackson and uh, Terrence Mann, and you know they got a lot of a lot of good players on that team despite not having Kawhi Leonard. So it's going to be tough. I mean, I I think every game in this upcoming stretch is going to be tough, but. Um, I think things are trending upward, and i I think as long as the Mavs can keep from making things harder for themselves than they have to, they'll be fine i I think they control a lot of their own destiny here, especially since we have the you know the proof in stats that they're getting good shot quality uh right now, and they're they've just been missing a lot of those. so I'm excited to see where it's going and uh, I don't know, hopefully. They can keep this winning up to where they're not having to worry as much about playoff positioning as they did last year, and you know end up playing an opponent that you wouldn't really want to play until at least the second round or the the Western Conference Finals. That's the biggest thing. Keep racking up these wins against teams you're supposed to. Hopefully, mix in some against some high quality teams, and then at the end of the year, you know you're not just having to claw to get out of the first round. Hopefully, so that, that's where I'm at.
2: Yeah, totally agree with you um, on that. I think I was personally pretty optimistic coming into this season, um, just because, like, you know, we've seen this group have regular season success, and now you're getting Luka presumably in shape. You know, obviously, it hasn't been that smooth uh, yet, but I agree with you. They're trending in the right direction. I mean, if you look at their offensive rating over the last, like, four or five games, basically since the last Denver game, it's been top 10 in the league, so... Uh, That's a good sign to see. Um, And so I think, you know, as the season goes on, they'll start to figure out the spacing and and what kind of lineups work well. And, you know, like you said, hopefully they're in that top four range of the Western Conference going into the playoffs because, I mean, I know a lot of teams uh, don't tend to take the regular season as seriously as others do, but I think the Mavs are not really in a position to to coast per se. Um, I think they have a lot to prove. Luka himself has a lot to prove. And you know we've seen in in a, you know in a, in a huge sample size that just having the top four seeds matters so much in the playoffs because those are the teams that tend to advance. Uh, getting stuck in a tough matchup as the underdog is like you know almost a death sentence in the first round, and we've seen that the last two years. So uh, you know, fingers crossed that this this winning ways continue yeah and even last year no
1: i i would do anything to recapture those emotions those feelings when the Mavs were up 2-0 on the clippers and then they started out game three the way they did oh man Man, that was that was incredible i I was (laughs)
2: was at that game It, it was unlike anything i've ever experienced uh in you know in any game that i've ever been to i mean the crowd was like on its feet for literally the first like six minutes of the first quarter it was crazy
1: and you never know i mean if 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 Luca hadn't been subbed out halfway through that first quarter, you, you never know what could have happened. We might have been looking at a sweep, but hindsight is 2020, <laughs> but hopefully oh, the Mavs can finally get out of the first round this year, and uh Jay, that's going to do it, man. We just uh, wanted to do a brief recap of the Spurs game and just kind of look forward at what's ahead for the Mavs, and. I think we're kind of on the same page here as far as, you know, being optimistic and feeling like the Mavs kind of control their own destiny with things. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on here and talking with me. And before we get off here, tell everybody where they can find all of your work.
2: Yeah, I really enjoyed talking Mavs with you. You can uh, find my work uh, at Mavs Film Room on Twitter. We also just recently created an Instagram account. uh, So follow us there. Um, you know you can subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcast, Spotify, you know wherever you get your podcasts, and you can follow me on Twitter, my personal account at Jeffaji4. And yeah, thanks for having me on, Dalton.
1: Yeah, yeah, and guys, also be sure to go like, rate, and subscribe to and the Step Back Podcast on uh, anywhere you get your podcasts. But if you do listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to go. Uh, leave us a review and put your Twitter ad or Instagram at some kind of social media way of us getting in touch with you because that enters you for a chance to win a Mav Step Back t shirt. Is the logo that you see on your screen here? Uh, I'm not wearing it today. I'm wearing this Bobon shirt that you can't get anymore, apparently. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> but be sure to go leave a review and that enters you for a chance to win that shirt. We have some really cool Ted Lasso. Mavs Believe crossover shirts on our T Public site, too. That's on our uh, Twitter page, at StepBackMavs. So, guys, we appreciate it. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend. And we'll see you sometime Monday, probably after uh, the Mavs-Nuggets game. So, y'all have a great one. We'll see you.
3: Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance.